reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 29. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. The Rasa Dance Introduction. Okay, we're getting to the higher stuff. In Srimad Bhagavatam, it is stated that Rasa, the Rasa dance, took place on the full moon night of the Sharat season. From the statements of previous chapters, it appears that the festival of Govardhan Puja <clears throat> was performed just after the dark moon night of the month of Kartik, and thereafter the ceremony of Bratri Dvitiya was performed. Then the wrath of Indra was exhibited in the shape of torrents of rains and hailstones. And Lord Krishna held up Govardhan Hill for seven days until the ninth day of the moon. Thereafter, on the 10th day, the inhabitants of Vrindavan were talking amongst themselves about the wonderful activities of Krishna. And the next day, a codice was observed by Nanda Maharaj. On the next day, Dwadasi, Nanda Maharaj went to take a bath in the Ganges and was arrested by one of the men of Varuna. Then he was released by Lord Krishna. Then Nanda Maharaj, along with the cowherd men, was shown the spiritual sky. Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripasindu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasadi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, greetings from New Jersey, not New Jersey, upstate New York, in New Brudge, Newburgh, um, New Windsor. So, I'm going to speak today and tomorrow. And uh, as I don't really have a Bhagavatam uh, thing that I'm doing, I thought I would read from Krishna book and comment. Now, it's a little difficult because people can't concentrate with reading. They need generally the speaker to accommodate their frame of reference and their attention, etc. even though Prabhupada's purpose is so powerful. But I, I mentioned before, I've been listening to them now. A friend of mine was reading, and I also got some app where I can hear it. And my experience is, in the next morning when I do my japa, it's not, the, the japa is so much improved, but it's not so much because I have thoughts of what I heard. I have feelings of what I heard. It's a certain mood because the words are carrying the conviction of someone who has realized it. 
So it really, and it's, it's an amazing thing because it's very simple. I was just thinking, you know, in terms of the Bhagavatam, there's a hundred, and all the pastimes of Radha and Krishna are, not even Radha and Krishna, Krishna and the gopis are 172 verses. Why for understanding isn't an elaborate description, right? Because it's not just intellectual. It's not just you, you uh, uh, intellectual people could read this, they won't understand it. It's, it, it's, oh, it's not just, I, great saints in Dobbin told me it's not just ink and paper, it's God, it's God and message. And it has to be kind of revealed with faith. Faith, I explained this before, but faith is the way the heart opens up to an experience of God. It's something to be so powerful, but something small can cover it, cover you from it. It's like the sun is so powerful. The sun is so powerful, but an umbrella can cover you from the sun. Umbrellas, what is an umbrella compared to the sun? So what to speak of our ignorance and, and our closed mind? We're just reading in the Chaitanya Bhagavat of someone who didn't understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God in, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presence because he didn't have faith. And I explain that faith is the precursor of knowledge because understanding something takes effort. And without faith, you're not moving any place. You're not making effort. You know, and you're stuck with your initial impression of mundane or mythological or, 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 and you, you, but when you have faith, I, this is what I do when hearing it, I just said, this is reality. This is reality. I can feel reality. This is the experience of reality. So I, I know Prabhupada told one of my God, but I'm not going to look directly at the screen because I have a little audience here today. But Prabhupada told one of my garbas, you read Krishna book every day, you'll be happy. Okay, put it in context. It's not like, re, re, it's, not, it's not replacing counseling. <laughs> but you have to understand, but Prabhupada made a point. There, there's an experience here if you hear it with faith. So this is, this is the beginning, because tomorrow it, it radastami. So this is the beginning. So today I thought, you know, I do a, probably a little bit more what's called the tattva, the philosophy. And then tomorrow, may, maybe a little bit more the rasa. Although I never have the same audience for both days. I, I have a, a general group, but there's new people. So it, but it, come, come on in. You're late. You're losing points. You're late. You're losing points. Shut the door. I'll, t I'll tell you the story of your late, your losing points. When, when we started the BIAG in Vrindavan, the first educational system in ISKCON, no one was educated formally. It started basically by Buri John Prabhu. And, uh, and 
because Corey Jumper wanted to have this mastermind for people that Jaid Waitemarge and myself were also on it. Um, so we, and, and we got Tamal Krishnamarge. The, the first school we had, we had Tamal Krishnamarge, Bhakti Charu as the teachers. So Tamal Krishnamarge, you know, he would give these tests with so many questions and people like, you know, and he'd be walking outside. He said, you know, when I was in school, I never liked it, but now that I'm a teacher, I kind of like it. <laughs> and if a person would come, he would go, you're late, you're losing points. <laughs> you're late. So you guys lose points today, but it, it, it's not so bad. So I'm discussing, you know, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit Krishna book. And um yeah it's this experience and it's not just ink and paper and uh we can enter deeply into it and we can actually feel it because the absolute goal is not just a vision it's a feeling the absolute goal is what it's prema and what's prema it's a feeling it's not a vision. If it's just a vision, then you draw a cartoon or you draw a picture or you write something and that's the goal. But it, it's a feeling. So it's meant to have a feeling. And in that feeling, it opens up the reality. And therefore, I heard one scholar in Vrindavan say that Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur would pray to each word and volumes and volumes of meaning volumes and volumes of meaning would manifest. That's why, the, the, look at Gopal Champu. It's like the work of, you know, it's much law. It's, you know, and, and how many books is Rupa Goswami? And it's all in these pastimes. But what is it? It's um, Bhakti. Okay, good. Okay, just shut the door. It's Bhakti Yogena Manasi. Added the whole, how was the whole 10th canto written? How was the whole 10th canto written? Bhakti. How was it written? Bhakti Yogena Manasi. Samyak Pranite Malay. It was written by, by Bhakti. Because how do you realize the absolute truth? What's the means of realizing the absolute truth? The mean of realizing the absolute truth is Bhakti. That's the what's called the Abhidevatattva, the, the, the science of realizing God. It is Bhakti. So Bhakti Yogena Man. The mind was engaged by Bhakti Yogi. He went into meditation. It wasn't just that he was intellectualizing, he was experiencing. Samyak Niyate Malay. Malay means dirt. Samyak completely. Without any distraction. That's how you get realization. You get realization by concentration over a period of time without interruption in the right mood. That's what practice is. And then samyak pranyatamlin, uh, apashyat purusham purnam. Apashyat means he saw purusham purnam, the complete 
God. Mayam Chitad Apasyam and his Maya or energies under his control. So that meant not only the external energy, but it meant the internal potency. He actually saw Krishna's pastimes. So how did he see Krishna's pastimes? To, to write about Krishna's pastimes. It just wasn't intellectual process. It was experiential. And at the same time, for us to understand it, it has to be experiential. We have to have some experience of it by hearing. That's why when I'm at seven o'clock at bed, I'm, or 7.30, I'm laying down and I call my friend and he, he did the index for the Krishna book. So he just reads it. And it, it's it's really because reading it is effort when you're laying there. It's just no effort. So you can really relish just hearing it. Now, this is what Bhakti Vinod Thakur, I'll probably read this tomorrow too, but Bhakti, Bhakti Siddhanta said about this. This is what Bhakti said. Listen, this is Bhakti Siddhanta's way with language. To be able to observe the lofty position of Shrimati Radharani and her confidential associates is not within the realm of common people. Bing, bing, bing. The tiles for the bathroom arrived and over. Thank you. <laughs> so it's not really common people. It doesn't mean that common, when it says common people, it's for everyone. The whole idea of bhakti is sarva sarva. It's universally applicable. When it means common people, it's, it's not in the realm of common people. You just can't do it materially. You can't intellectualize Radharani and filter it through your own perverted intelligence and then think that you've actually heard about the absolute reality. There's a way to actually do it. It's called faith. You have to hear it with faith and trust. And that comes generally by staying the Bhagavatam, practicing Krishna consciousness. In other words, the mood that Prabhupada gave not just Radhe Radhe <laughs> and we're there. Prabhupada also said we didn't Tamal Krishnamar said, can we chant the names of the gopis? Prabhupada said we didn't we, we didn't end the gopis. It's not the other side either. It's not the other side either. It's not an intellectual process, it's not just an electric shock. It's using your intelligence in the service of Krishna. And therefore, when Prabhupada gave us this 10th canto, it's really a work of genius because when you read it, it's so nicely couched within the philosophy that the misconceptions that you will project on it, Prabhupada's already taking them away. Especially, and only those engaged constantly in intimate, confidential, internal loving service to her, understand the sacred truth. Conversely, no one, for that matter, can fathom the mysteries and esoteric implications of such pastimes except her confidential associates. The day Bhakti Siddhanta is heavy, 
brace yourselves, you're going to be crushed. The day when our link with this material world is limited to the barest necessities, and furthermore, when our trivial opinions, concocted austerities, pious work, so-called knowledge and mystic power are considered worthless like straw, when our worship of Narayan and his mood of majesty is not relishable in the least, at that time, when we are not inclined at all to be outspoken in the confidential topics of divine pastimes like the Rasa dance, only then will be fit candidates to receive just confidential information. In my Vyas Puja offering in, in glorifying Prabhupada, what I try to indicate with Prabhupada is not what you saw, but what you didn't see as his glories. <laughs> what you didn't see as his glories. And what you didn't see is Prabhupada cheaply trying to attract people to Krishna consciousness by selling something, selling higher topics very cheaply. But at the same time, he gave you every, he gave us the Krishna book. And he gave us the pastimes of Krishna and he gave us the 10th canto of Bhagavatam. The service to Lord Govinda is not expressible in common language. The word, use of the words swakya, parakya usually become intermingled with our own intense, visual desire of sense gratification. Swakya means you're married, parakya means you're not. So how do you understand that God is with the gopis? <laughs> it's parakya. Kya means to do, para with any, another. Swakya means you do with your own. So the prophet said, if you, if you translate that to the way that you understand things, you're going to completely misunderstand it. So you have this term, manjaribhav. Manjaribhav. And I remember I had this transcript with the greatest scholar in Vrindavan. He, he said, what, what, do you, what do you think of manjaribhav? Manjaribhav means the devotion that the young girls before they mature have, especially for Radha, in the service of Krishna. And in our line, Seva-sadaka-rupena, Sadaka-seva-rupena, Siddha-rupena, Chatrahi. In our line, our great Acharya is like Srila Rupa Goswami. We know that their eternal form and the service that they're aspiring for are these young girls that are servants for, 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 for Radharani. And in our line, the Bhakti Vinod is Kala Manjari. Rupa Bhakti Siddhanta's eternal form was, was, was Naina Manjari. And it, 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 it goes down. Manjari. It goes down like that. It's something very cherished. And, and, and oh. So they asked him, well, what do you think about Manjari? Said, like young girls. What he was saying is, he said, he said, it's a bob. It's a bob. He was being a little sarcastic. It's a bob. Manjari bob means selfless service. In other words, they're so pure that they don't even want to be direct contact with Krishna. They just want to serve Radha. 
So he says it's a bav. And when you understand the bav, then you can understand the form. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll project your bhava in activities like that in that form. So it's kind of this way. It's kind of pushing back so that you come forward to that goal and have that goal and aspire for that goal. Sincerely. It's, it's just like when Raghunath Das Goswami wanted to renounce the world and go to Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya said, go back, go back and be like an ordinary pounds and shillings person. Ordinary person, why? Because renunciation should be tested. Otherwise, you'll enter it for the wrong reason. You'll enter it because you don't want to work. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll, enter, you'll, you'll, you'll enter it because it's prestigious. <laughs> Now I'm the Maharaj, I'm the monk. You enter for all the wrong reasons. What, what, this is a funny story. There was one god brother of mine. He actually went to Harvard, actually, South American. And he was a real character. And he wanted to take sannyas, and he was never married. He was like a professor, real eccentric. So they kept on having committees and he was getting older. And, and they, they kept on having committees, institutional committees, asking him about sannyas. So he said, why do you want to take sannyas? He said, he was, he was from South America. Because I want Mahapasat. Because <laughs> they said, no, no. Why do you want to take sannyas? Because I want to get a Mahapasat. You know, because they honor the monks. <laughs> They kept on pressing. He said, no. and then they kept on pressing. He said, I'm 73 years old. <laughs> so, so it doesn't enter in the, into, in, the, in the wrong way. It is for this reason, due to lack of qualified people, that the divine pastimes of Sri Krishna cannot be discussed, heard, and understood by the common people of this world. And in saying there is very few qualified people, it's not an exaggeration. Because it's taken cheaply, the same thing. I'm more advanced. So it's just to make sure that these things are taken with faith. Because you really have greed. You've heard from, and then in your heart, this is you what you want. I want to serve Radha and Krishna like the gopis do. And then if you have that greed, then no one can tell you no. It's just like I have some Indian families. If, if some of your children came and said, you know, I'm in love with this person. And you saw the person wasn't qualified. You can't tell, you can't tell the person you're not in love with them. You can tell them, no, you don't want it. <laughs> you can't tell them how they're feeling. You can tell them we don't want it. So if you really hear, and, and what's and, and the, the process of getting this, that's what Bhakti Siddhanta is doing and Prabhupada saying, yes, this is our goal. This is for you. We haven't banned the gopis. This is the high, Prabhupada, you read in his purports. I, I read in the Brahmavi Mohan Leela, the, the, you know, I, I saw written, one of his last things written, the, the goal of Krishna consciousness is Radha Krishna Bhajan. The whole essence of the philosophy is the smiling face of the Rasa dance. Prabhupada wrote these things. It's just that he, 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 
he wanted people to approach it with faith. As you approach it with faith, a real depth of understanding of faith, that, that this service is the highest thing. This, it's service, you're attracted to service. Not that I'm better than others, not that if any other, but with faith that this is the highest thing. It's not for my prestige, it's not for my enjoyment, it's, it's seva. The service is the highest thing. And when you have that idea, I want this, and your mood is beg, borrow, and steal, and then you hear these things, exact opposite happens rather than stroke your ego or, or inspire you sensually because it's Radha and Krishna. What it does, it destroys all your material desires. And that's what Prabhupada writes right in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. What impersonalism did, it's in, it, it, Prabhupada said, impersonalism increased population of the world. Now, how can impersonalism increase the population of the world? Because it denies the relationship of Radha and Krishna. If all is one, there's no, it, this is not reality. And Prabhupada said, if you deny the spiritual sex life, right to the first canto, if you deny the spiritual sex life, then you increase the material sex life. So it's not that it, you're being barred or you're being pushed away, you're actually giving the way to enter it in the proper way. And therefore, Prabhupada, being a Gujarati home, they'll understand this. And if you have ladus today, I promise you, I will break all my previous conceptions and mix it with rice and eat it at the beginning. This is how Gujaratis eat. No one can understand this. A Bengali, you know, uh, Tamal Krishnamaraj had a, uh, a cook, and he was an expert cook, Gopalraj. I'm not, uh, as the Russians are here, they may get insulted, but Russians like dumplings. Dumplings are like boiled, and I, I like them too. Uh, when Lila Velasini used to come to my class, a very saintly mother, invite me to the house, and I, I'd have these. Broderick, he was also, because he's Italian. If it doesn't have too much salt and heavy, it's not good. But, but the dumplings, I like them. They're fantastic. I like the dumplings. They served it to the Gopal Raji, walked out immediately. <laughs> what is this nonsense? <laughs> so, anyway, the I forgot my point here, but I have, I have an audience that's bringing out my comedic sense to some people that. So anyway, let's get to this, Raj. I'm saying so, it, it's the most cherished thing. And meant to enter. We're meant to hear about it. We're meant to go forward in that. We're meant to make it our goal. But Prabhupada said in the right way and for the right reasons. And then you'll see the bhav. That's what I like about Vrindavan. I'm hoping I somehow can get back there soon. I'm working on different plans to figure out how to do that. Um, but like Vrindavan, because when you're there and you practice Krishna consciousness, 
you get this bob, and then it makes you actually can see the past because you can see the bob. <laughs> That's what's happening. Rasa Vaisaha. There's an exchange of pure selfless love. That's what's happening. And then you hear the pastimes there and you can say, yes, I understand. And that's the other night when I was listening to Krishna book, what I immediately understood, it's that Bob that's there, that's so sweet. Even though the languages are so simple. So now we're gonna discuss the Rata dance. And one of the qualities of Krishna is that Krishna is an expert judge of time, place, circumstance and what's the example Uddhava said you chose the best people the best day of the year in the best place the full moon night of Sharat season sometimes I remember sitting before the Radha Krishna Radha Shamsunda and at that time of the year feeling you know, just little warm breezes and little cool breezes. The, the weather was just such at an ideal, right? There's time during the year. There's a time it's like hot, 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 getting a little, little, and then it goes cold. So when you have the, just the point, it's about to change is the full moon night of the Shrat season. So you have it like the cool, the hot is going the cool. So you get a mixture of both. In this way, the full moon night of the Sharat season came to an end. The full moon night of Ashvini is called Sharat Purnima. It appears from statements of the Bhagavatam that Krishna had to wait another year for such a moon before enjoying the, the rasa dance with the gopis. At the age of Seven years he lifted Govardhan Hill. Therefore, the Rasa dance took place during the eighth year. From the Vedic literature, it appeared that when a theatrical actor dances among dancing girls, the group dance is called a Rasa dance. We're having any of the ladies here doing the uh, Rasa dance today? Is it the sticks, right? When Krishna saw the full moon night of the Sharat season, decorated with various seasonal flowers, especially the Malika flowers, which are very fragrant, he remembered the Gopis' prayers to goddess Katyayani, when they prayed for Krishna to be their husband. He thought that the full moon night of the Sharat season was just suitable for nice dance. So their desire to have Krishna as their husband would then be fulfilled. So it's nice. Krishna has a desire, but it's love. He wants to satisfy his devotees who desire a particular relationship with him. So that's the beauty of Krishna consciousness. If you want something spiritual, you can get it. If you want something material, you can't. Because materially, we want to be God and the position is taken. We're always going to fall short, and there's always duality, and there's always competition. Once you have a material desire, there's, there's such competition. There's such competition. That's why it's so nice to become a devotee, because there's no fruitive activities. 
I quoted this morning, Dharma Projita Kaitavo Paramo Namatvana Satam. Namatvana Satam. A devotee is near Matsara. He's without hate. But what is without hate? It's without the root of desire. You enter to one degree or another in the world of competition. There's no competition. There's no competition, material competition, because everyone can be the servant of Krishna because he's God, he can satisfy everyone's desire. And this is actually the basic principle of Krishna conscious, how it works. Krishna is listening to your heart and giving you what you want. And then trying to create circumstances to improve your desire so you can get something that will actually satisfy you rather than all the things that we want. The word used in this connection in Srimad Bhagavatam, the words used are Bhagavana P. This means that although Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and thus has no desi desire that needs to be fulfilled because he's always full with six opulence, he still wanted to enjoy the company of the gopis in the Rasa dance. He has no material desire because he's all full. Not all full. So we have, we have all these things that Krishna has from wealth, fame, intelligence, renunciation, beauty, we, we, we want. Krishna has it all. But he wants to enjoy and he enjoys through his own energies which is the internal potency, the Sarup Shakti. So he, this he wants and he has it internally because Krishna's determination is an absolute fact. So this is another thing we can't understand. There are sequential activities in the ultimate reality, but you can't understand it through the lens of material time because every spiritual instance is eternal. So it's always happening. And even though it's sequential, it's, it's always happening. Bhagavad peace signifies that this dance is not like the ordinary dancing of young boys and young girls. This is God. So he doesn't need this, he has it within. But what is he doing? He's exchanging his internal potency. God has a pleasure called Bhaktanan, and he enjoys that pleasure by his own desire. Love has to come from another. So within God, there are others. Within the one, there are many. For the purpose of, of being receptacles of love. And those who, those who want this, those who want this, they get it. Because God, Nitya Nitya Nam, Chaitanya Chaitanya the one satisfies the many. So you actually get get what you want. You have to really want it. So the whole point of bhakti is to actually get a pure desire by associating with advanced devotees and getting a pure desire in your hearts. 
Okay, the tiles in the bathroom. I don't have to shut off phones. That's my problem here. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Okay. Uh, and I, I know. I'm going to do I'm not in there. I learned. You press both. It took me a year. Okay, I press both. And then I. Uh, no, no, I got it. it, it no, no, it, you got to do both on this. It's a new iPhone, so they they confuse you. They they they're they're very cruel to technically technologically challenge people. And it makes no easy ramps for me to get on the phone. I still have to walk up the stairs, even though I'm crippled. <laughs> I'm, I'm technologically crippled. They still make me do all these tricks, and they increase it. So. So it's God, Bhavanapi, it's God. And it's just his ultimate reality. There's no selfishness in it. Because it's love, it's his love. His pleasure is love also, God's pleasure is love. It's not just controlling the world. He's, it, his pleasure is love. God does have material desire, his pleasure is love. And he, he allows people to share that. And you just have to want it. When you want it so bad that beg, borrow, or steal. And reduce your social media in half. Then you have a chance. The specific words in Srimad Bhagavatam are yoga mayam. Upastrita, which means that this dancing with the gopis is on the platform of yoga maya, not mahamaya. It's not happening. It's it's not a result of, of material desire. It's a result of Krishna's spiritual desire. Mahamaya puts you in illusion because you want to enjoy the world. Krishna puts you in illusion to facilitate your love. He, he himself puts himself under that energy to enjoy love. So he also wants rasa, and rasa requires drama. And drama requires surprise, and surprise requires that you don't know. So God himself. The dancing of the young boys and girls within the material world is in the kingdom of Mahamaya, or the external energy. The rasa dance of Krishna with the gopis is on the platform of yoga maya. The difference between the platforms of yoga maya and mahamaya is compared in the Chaitanya Charitamrita to the difference between gold and iron. From the viewpoint of metallurgy, gold and iron are both metals, but the quality is completely different. Similarly, although the rasa dance and Lord Krishna's association with the gopis appear, ordinary mixing of young boys and girls. The quality is completely different. The difference is appreciated by great Vaishnavas, but they can understand the difference between the love of Krishna and love. So now you see how Prabhupada is the empowered Acharya. And that's why I read this. I have to represent my kid, myself. I've learned this when speaking these pastimes. It only has validity, and I can only get into them if I step back and talk about the qualification, then that gives you empowerment to describe it because then you can describe it 
You can be empowered to describe it in the, in the right way you can describe it. Just the problem, look how he's setting that up. What a great analogy. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. The lust and uh, metal and iron, they're both metals, right? Imagine a, a 25th wedding anniversary and, and the man or the woman gives someone a ring here, dear. And it's like, it's a, here's a necklace and it's like a, a metal chain. You, a metal chain. It's, 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 you know, you wanted a necklace and got you. It's metal. What's the difference between gold and iron? It's the same. It's all metal. <laughs> the Rasa dance of Krishna with the gopis, from the viewpoint of, of simile, although the Rasa, so this is. On the Mahamaya platform, dances take place on the basis of sense gratification. When Krishna calls the gopis by sounding his flute, they very hurriedly rush towards the spot of the rasa dance with the transcendental desire to satisfy Krishna. The author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, has explained Love means sense gratification, and love also means sense gratification, but for Krishna. Sense gratification is pleasure, but the highest pleasure is love. When you have someone, I was in Colombia, and Shana Sundari's friend's mother-in-law was there. I had somehow, they, you know, the older lady, she had a child who's like, you know, at 30 or something, so older, I don't ask her age, but, and then it was her birthday. And then in the morning, it was this huge, you know, I guess you can arrange it worldwide, like beautiful flowers, you know, like a huge flower thing was sitting right in the porch, we all saw it and she saw it. So she appreciated the color and the fragrance and the texture so there was sense gratification, but what was her pleasure compared to mine seeing it? Of course, I appreciate it. I liked the mother was getting some, but what was her pleasure? Because the, the objects of the senses were communication of affection. That she could have the same thing for herself and put it in a room, but it wouldn't be the same level of pleasure. In other words, when activities are enacted on the platform of personal sense gratification, they are called material activities. But when they are enacted for the satisfaction of Krishna, they are spiritual activities. The Krishna consciousness is just full of color. You go to the Krishna Bhagavandir, probably Radhasmi, probably spending six thousand dollars on flowers. You can't believe the flower decorations. God, India can be very opulent. Very opulent. They, they found one old bull or something, a billion dollars in the basement or something. You know, for God, for God and beautiful. And then sometimes they fill up the courtyard with water. And there's an art where you can make decorations of flowers on the water 
with strings. I don't know. They have these different these arts. But on the spiritual platform, on any platform activities, the principle of sense gratification is there. But on the spiritual platform, sense gratification is for the supreme personality of God at Krishna. As on the material platform, is for the performer. Who can say that selfishness is, is, is a greater pleasure than love? It's all the bhav, it's all the consciousness. That's what's important. And that's what Prabhupada's trying to tell us. And we're going to hear about the gopis. Like I said, I'm probably now on this time going to read through the five chapters like this with Phyllis. I can, I can see it can still be. For example, for example, on material platform, when a servant serves a master, he's trying to satisfy not the senses of his master, but rather his own senses. The servant would not serve the master if the payment stopped. That means that the servant engages in the service of the master just to satisfy his own senses. On the spiritual platform, however, the servitor, the supreme personality of God, had served Krishna without payment. He continues his service in all conditions. That is the difference between Krishna consciousness and material consciousness. Tomorrow, if any of you are at eight o'clock, I will. Um, any of you there at at, at eight o'clock, I will speak, and I'll I'll explain a little, just a little more of the tattva, but the basic tattva. Radha is I, I you have to understand the relationship between pleasure, love, and beauty. The essence of the, the Krishna's pleasure potency called Ladini Shakti. The essence of it is Krishna Prem, love of Godhead. When love of God manifests to the highest degree is called Mahabhav, and Srimati Radharani is Mahabhav Sarup. In other words, when you love you offer the best so radharani sri radha is the manifestation of love if she's the manifestation of love then she's the she has the full capacity to serve please krishna that reality reflected here it's not that reality is reflective here so we see that love is communicated through the senses right you love someone you don't slap some food down on the table you know you make it nice you make it nice and i i just did one example of is i was outside Prabhupada's room and that day in Vrindavan, maybe Five people were waiting for Prabhupada as he came outside his room. They couldn't find the guest house. They had to advertise by the train station. That's what Brindavan was like at those times. And I tell this story very often. They offered Prabhupada a garland. And the garland had wilted. The garland was, first of all, it was these white flowers that grow in Brindavan abundantly. have no fragrance. So when you're trying to look for flowers in Vrindavan, good luck. Every other, every, the 5,000 temples and the 20,000 people with deities, they're going around and collecting the flowers. But you'll always see that these white flowers are left because they have no fragrance. 
They're beautiful, but no fair. You can use a little decoration. And then it was put on a single thread through the stem, right? No elaborate. And, and they were bought outside and they were wilted brown around edges. They gave it to Prabhupada and he looked at like disgust. You know, you're supposed to serve the guru with love as a representative of Krishna. What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? And then Prabhupada took I think the lady or something or whatever or devotees and Prabhupada showed them how to make garlands. I saw one time Hari Kesh on the stairs trying to work out of a dunga bit and Prabhupada showed him how to play dunga. Prabhupada showed people how to cook, how to make garlands. He had all everything. He took the devotees from he was expert out of love. Uh, I can read just, well, okay. I'll just say my, so Radharani has these qualities and these qualities are for the pleasure of Krishna. She's manifest. So even her jewelry is not different than her. It, to please the, the husband, comes home after he's a long way, the, the wife dressed nicely. And if she loves the wife, she's just nicely to please him. This is the former culture, to please him. So Radharani looks beautiful, but it's composed of this mahabhav's root, this energy that says, I love you. Her jewelry is announcing to Krishna, I love you. So you can imagine what her jewelry looks like. And then it describes her beauty. And I, I, this is my favorite. It's from Ujvala Dilamati. What is Radharani's beauty? It says the beauty of Radharani's face defeats the Radharani's smile defeats the beauty of a blue lotus. Evidently, a blue lotus must be the most extraordinary thing you could. The beauty of Radharani's face defeats a, 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 a forest of blue lotuses and the luster of her skin puts gold in a painful condition. This is from Ujjwala Neela by Rupa Goswami. So you can imagine what her, her qualities are. And let's see, maybe tomorrow I'll read from the point, point, point in the Bhagavatam where she... Where, where, is mentioned Andiya Radito Nunam Bhagavan Harir Ishvara. You know Vidhaya Govinda. Andiya Radito. No one else has worshipped Krishna so much because she is the Purna Shakti. So we are meant to enter. Prabhupada writes in the Krishna book, we're meant to enter into the Rasa dance. Prabhupada didn't. He told us. But these cautions and warnings are, are just so that you can have the right mood. Because if you enter it, if you don't enter it, the bob of service, you won't be able to see what it is. Okay, I'm going to end now. And uh, anybody here, Jamuna Jaya, was there any point that you like?
Well, thank you for class, Maharaj. Just a beautiful, beautiful class. I loved especially something you said at the beginning about the the whole point being the, the smiling face of the Rasa dance. It's just so beautiful. And then how you just ended it with that, um, the, the speaking about how the luster of Radharani puts gold to shame. It's just such a beautiful image to carry into Radharastami, the smiling face of the Rasa dance. So thank you. You'll be at the Bhakti Center tomorrow? Yes, Maharaj, yes. Oh, great, great. Anybody else like to say, share a real a, a reflection or just say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, I, yes. similar, I think similar to Mujaya, um, you know, the objective of this process is a feeling, it's a bhajan, it's not a, it's not a vision, otherwise you could just, you know, draw a cartoon. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I like that. It, it's a vision that's based on a bhav that you can actually see within the vision. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Feel it. Okay, yeah. thank you. Good. Anybody else? Okay, anybody else want to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Kaylee, hi, Krishna. I'll see you in two weeks, right? Um, I'm going to see you. I don't know if I can make it. I have school. Oh, you have school, huh? Okay. All right. Well, be online, right? Okay, I will. Okay, hi, right, Bo. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Garage, Paul Govinda. Ambrosia, thank you for class. How do you know? Oh, to you, all. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for the class. Oh, Haribo. Good. Hare I'll see you in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> thank, okay. thank you. Okay. Haribo. Anybody else? Haribo Maharaj. Jal Kaylee. Haribo. I never get tired of Bhakti Siddhanta's heaviness. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Indira. Indira. Hare Krishna. Nice to see you. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Haribo. Ed, I saw you there with a list. Where are you? We're here. We're in New York. Thank you for class, Maharaj. You know, you're in Berlin? No, we're, we're still in Stytown. Oh, Stytown. Oh, you weren't going to Brooklyn anyway. You were going to. So, okay, nice to see you. Nice, to, nice see you. to see you. See you soon. Okay, yeah, see you soon. Yeah, right. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank Good. Hi, Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Akiko, Haribo. Haribo. Are you coming to the Bhakti Center tomorrow? No, no, I'll be up to date. I wish. <laughs> okay. okay. Hope to see you sometime soon, too. Okay. Great. All right. I see everybody here. I know who came to class. I'm going to head out now.
Okay, Vanshu Prabhupada, you're just a good person to be able to help people in Thailand.